0: Le soleil contre amour envieux Soleil masqué par une
1: face blémie qui par trois jours a retenu mamie
0: Solologie par un temps plus vieux. Welcome to Nina, Hannah and Emily in Paris, the show no one asked for about the show no one asked for. I'm Nina. And I'm Hannah. Welcome to our out-of-office extended second season, where we do some deeper dives into Emily and Paris in the cultural conversation, the characters of the show, and also just how we're doing. In this
1: episode, we're going to do our second character study.
0: Yes, we are. And I'm going to lead us through it. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. <laughs> Um,
1: I'm fine. I'm fine. I feel like I woke up a little crabby. Not at anyone, which is good. Not at you, not at not anything particular, just, like, Monday, like, meh, like, I don't want to have to work. Yeah, I'm so tired, it's crazy. Yeah, well, you traveled. I just, like, was, I just spent a lot of time outside this weekend, which was awesome. Um, But then it was, like, a beautiful day today when I woke up and was like, I don't want to have to do work, I want to go be outside. So, yeah, I think I'm in, like, one of those little, like, uh, lulls where I'm like, oh, I don't have that much to look forward to like i don't i like had a lot i don't know that's but that's not true because i'll be in la in a
0: couple weeks so that'll be fun you'll be in la and and yes our our beach volleyball team signed up for the late season late summer league that's
1: true i'm gonna miss (laughs) the first two games though such a bummer sad it is sad but yeah um to our listeners so you all know we now are passionate playing
0: volleyball many times a week and a least on Wednesdays like, but it's not even like passionately it's like medicinally <laughs> like I like I need to play my beach volleyball don't even talk to me until I've had my beach volleyball <laughs> <laughs> it's healing
1: I uh yeah I played you played like, every day I think I've played every day since last Tuesday so almost wow. a full week yeah which is really fun. It does mean that I'm hanging out with our friend Travis a lot, which is funny. Like, I wouldn't have been able to guess that. But, like, of all my buddies that I'd, like, spend the most time with this summer, I don't think he would have guessed me either. He has a girlfriend and a wife, so I don't think, like, <laughs> I, think, I think maybe he'd also be shocked. Yeah,
0: but he's like, you're his volleyball teammate.
1: Yeah. I, sh-
0: like, I sure should say his girlfriend is, too, but. No, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, no, but I've seen him, like, every, every day of the
1: last Yeah, last four or five days it's been very fun. So that's been good. Yeah, that's been good. That's been good. Nice. Yeah, and um, I'm excited for you to introduce me to your character study.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there's a character that I wanted to talk about today, and I also want to use it as like kind of a sneaky entrance point to talk about another TV show. That full disclosure, I haven't watched all of. Okay. Can you guess what this is already? Hacks. No. What (laughs) the the bear? Yeah, I want to talk about Gabrielle, okay. and I want to talk about the bear. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I can't wait.
1: So, and by the way, it's Gabrielle. About... I just really just I um, want to correct you. Just, it's okay. It's just like we will get like fan mail about it.
0: Fan mail. Yeah, Gabrielle <laughs> <I> hate mail. <laughs> um, go on. So, Gabrielle is. You know, for for anyone who doesn't watch the show. <laughs> he's he's the main love interest. Uh we've recently been introduced to Alfie, who's who's courting Emily or as, as actually is properly Emily's boyfriend. But Gabrielle's really the one who like sets everything in motion romantically and sexually, mm-hmm. physically. Mm-hmm. Um he's a chef at a bistro near Emily's apartment. He's Camille's long-term partner. And he and Emily have like a Raw sexual oh, well, chemistry. Well, they won't, they. Yeah, like, well, I, it's actually like so not a raw sexual chemistry. <laughs> I would say they have a manufactured sexual chemistry <laughs> where, like, he, he just kind of does a, like, he's like so beautiful and handsome and like w- well dressed and like clean and stuff. and And she's like, I don't know, the way that he looks at her is always like, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like, but not wacky. really in a sexy way. Yeah.
1: just yeah. kind of funny.
0: Like it feels almost like sisterly. Like my wild younger sister. It does feel a little bit like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what they're going for. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's abject. <laughs> Maybe they are. Did I use that word right?
1: I don't Object. know. I thought it was like abject meant like essential. But like abject rejection. Like total entire
0: Well, I guess there's no way to find out and we'll never know. (laughs) Absolutely no way. (laughs) So Gabrielle is an interesting character to me. So I want to talk about like his arc a little bit before we get into why I want to talk about him this week of all weeks. But like, so he has an interesting arc because he's so passive Mm -hmm. in a way that we've discussed before. Like he really just lets things happen to him and like doesn't really make a lot of choices in a way that is pretty aggravating. As a viewer, I think, and is, and in a way where I'm just like, oh, as someone who's also, you know, paid $3,000 a week to talk about this show on a podcast. Right, he, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. No, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, I'm just like, give me more. Like, what is your deal? What's your personality? Like, he's so fluid in terms of just making plot happen, but actually has no—we have very little sense of what he wants. We've sort of learned that he has a moral compass when he is offered money. Well, but it's, like, unclear because he, <laughs> he thinks he has a moral compass where he's, yes. like, offered money by Kimmy's parents to open a restaurant and he refuses to take it. And
1: He's, like, a middle-class work ethic.
0: <laughs> Say more.
1: <laughs> well, I think he's supposed to be, like like, he wants to work for what he gets and he doesn't want to, like... He doesn't, like, take his success for granted. He's sort of, like, what is it? Nose to the grindstone or whatever. Like, it's he's... It, which is, like, defined, it seems, like, in relation to Kemi, who's just, like, it's fine. Take up opportunities as they come. Mm-hmm. And he's very, like, sort of stubbornly... Like, mm-hmm. he can be kind of stubborn.
0: Strident mm-hmm. in his Definitely. moral code, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Um, but interestingly... Kind of has wobbly morality and ethics when it comes to his with the women in his life. <laughs> uh
1: huh. Uh huh. Relentlessly flirts with Emily all first season.
0: Yeah. Doesn't really um, break up with Camille, just like moves doesn't away. Doesn't really tell Emily he's a girlfriend. Yeah. Like just yeah. kind of really just lets these women in his life like wash over him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is
0: like, is like, what? Like his vibe is kind of like, well, I didn't do anything. I never said I like, wasn't in a relationship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So to that end, I'm he's he's pretty annoying, mm-hmm. but he's also not annoying at all, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which then is like more annoying because it's like, I feel like I really know people like that. I should say I really know men like that. You do, you said.
1: Yeah, don't you think you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, but say more about what you mean by, like, it's annoying, but it's not annoying. You mean, like, he gets away with it because we're conditioned to find it attractive?
0: Yeah, and he's, like, easy to be around. No one ever really calls him out on that passivity. Yeah, that's true. It's, nothing is ever really his fault. Like, the war is really between Emily and in. Kemi and yeah. not really involving him in any way. Yeah, not a lot Even though of he, like, yeah, he's never really held accountable for anything. He, he thinks that he seems kind of hunky-dory. Mm-hmm. If occasionally a little bit bothered by like the drama
1: yeah that that thing I can't <laughs> I can't stand the like, yeah, oh God, like the yeah, men who are just like, oh, too much drama for me, and it's like you're at the center of it, you're at yeah. the center of
0: it, which similarly, I think we talked about this before, like and you talked about sort of celebrity theory, but like um, that Lucas Bravo, the actor who plays Gabrielle, in an interview, was like really lamenting fame and yes. being famous and just wants to like, you know be a cool masculine man right. lie low. Right. Because he's... Superior. It's actually about the art.
1: It's not actually about the yes. drama. It's not about spectacle. As if, like, there's a, yeah. death, like, hard line between yeah. spectacle and, like, authentic art. Yeah. Ridiculous.
0: <laughs> so, I I feel really, like, mixed on Gabrielle. Like, I think that he's um a really attractive man. And, like, sometimes when I look at him, it reminds me of that line in Friends when... Oh my gosh, who are they talking about? I think Ross has a new girlfriend. You'll be able to know. I think mm-hmm. Ross has a new girlfriend. And oh my god, who is it? Well, like <laughs> so I don't edit this out. I won't.
1: Oh no. We're gonna sit in this.
0: Where it's like she's she's really attractive in an obvious way. And then Ross is like, yeah, don't you just hate that when someone's attractive in an obvious way?
1: Oh yeah, that is such a funny I don't remember though, but I know I know what you're talking about. Wait, let me Was the, it is it Chandler? Is it Chandler
0: who says it? Yeah, it sounds like a Chandler joke. Yeah, it does sound like a Chandler joke now that I'm saying it. But the joke basically being like, yeah, he's so hot, but you don't have to work for seeing his hotness at all. And, like, that shouldn't bother me, but he, like, doesn't really scratch a hotness itch for me. Yeah, yeah. It's too Because it's like, well, yeah, he's like, duh. Yeah. Like, duh, he's hot. And so there's, like, not a lot of eroticism around his hotness Mm -hmm. because you don't have to work to see it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love this. I don't think I've ever heard this uh, like uh, articulated in this way that there's something erotic about having to see someone's hotness. I actually showed your girlfriend a person I thought was attractive (laughs) this last week and she goes, you know what? That's you. That's you seeing that. But but I can see how you could see that person being cute. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, damn. And then she's like, no, I'm just saying like that you're bringing it to the table. Like you're bringing the like attract your your lens <laughs> is what makes this person attractive it was very funny and it was also but I was like but that is true that is how like crushes work that is how like yeah finding someone attractive works is that like you can see something that other people can't sometimes like that's sometimes part of it
0: oh a million percent I, like I feel like Seth Rogen had a moment he was promoting something in this last year a movie and he had like he just was looking so good mm-hmm. on the red carpet. Like his outfits were amazing. Mm-hmm. Like he clearly just like leveled up his fashion. Mm-hmm. And I'd always had a crush on him in high school. And people were like, this is dumb. Like Seth Rogen, Ben Stiller. Yeah, oh my yeah. God, kills me. <laughs> in ways that like people have always men-chi, like teased me about. Juice. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> Truly, I'm like, it's obvious. It's I'm like, what's going on there? It's like, uh, <laughs> I think I know. Like very, yeah, I think I know exactly what's going on there. Um, but I, but I was, like, I felt really validated, and I was, like, I've always known this about you. And because, like, similarly, Ben Stiller's becoming kind of like a silver fox. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm remembering seeing Keeping the Faith, where he played a rabbi, <laughs> yeah. and, and having <laughs> such a crush on him. It's so cute. And being, like, well, I always saw that in him.
1: Do, I feel like it's the, uh, the like, feminine, like, the femme counterpoint to, like... um. Or not even because I guess it's like the same side of thing. It's like the it's like the physical side of the intellectual thing of like I want to be the only. Here's what I'm trying to say. You know that that phenomenon of wanting to be the only girl that a guy who hates everyone likes.
0: Yes, I do. Yes.
1: Yeah, of course, of course, we're conditioned to do it. There's no way ever. There's no way out of it. It's a trap. We're all trapped. But the point is. Um, it feels like those two feel related to me. I can't quite make sense of how they're related, but it you know, like, yeah. that I do, like, the exception, the, like, that you see something yes. other people don't. Similarly, he sees in you something that other people don't.
0: I mean, it's like the way that Pete Davidson has become, like, the Warren Beatty of our generation, I think <laughs> yeah. I saw a headline say, and I'm like, I totally get it. Yeah. Like, like... <laughs> One million percent. One million percent. Which, honestly, this also really relates to the bear. Because it was named Jeremy Allen White. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just having such a moment of people just lusting after him in a way where I'm, like, so not surprised. Like, based on just, like, the way that I know my friends who lust after men to talk about men. I'm, like, I'm not, like, him with his, like, droopy eyelids. (laughs) And, like... Dissatisfaction, I'm like, yeah, I see it. I get it. I know he hasn't it. slept
1: for days. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're all lapping it up. Yeah. But uh, so Gab yeah, so all anyway, all to sum up my opinion on Gabrielle, I'm like, I think I'm a little bit bothered by his blandness totally. and by his obviousness. And I want him to have more function. Mm-hmm. And make more things happen.
1: Yeah. I mean we we've I don't think we've talked about it on this podcast, but we certainly have talked about it in life. The the attractiveness of the famous notebook moment where Ryan Gosling's character is like, what do you want? Like we know what mm-hmm. he wants. And he says he's like he's like, You know what I want. Like, you know we know what your parents mm-hmm. want. What do you want? That kind of thing. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's like I think a very attractive Yeah, it's like an attractive thing about I guess male romantic, heterosexual male romantic leads is like that assertiveness is really attractive Mm -hmm. and it's weird that Mm -hmm. he, not weird, but it's interesting that like this show doesn't have that. Like he is not, Mm -hmm. he is not asking for a decision to be made because we don't know what he wants. Like he, like he's like annoyed at Emily for like dating somebody else, but it's not clear if it's because he wants to be dating. It's we He never says like, he, he says I stayed for you after like after a long time of that not being clear and also like nothing has suggested that that's true anyway and And it's it's not
0: very passionate it's like more of like out of annoyance yes yeah right yeah yeah it's like that it's that he wants things to be easy and she's making things a little bit annoying totally which is not
1: attractive it makes makes him feel like a bigger misogynist than it would if he like just said, like I want to be with you, do you want to be with me or not? like what is it? You know, make your decision because I need to like mm-hmm. move on with my life or I need to like give Cami mm-hmm. I need to like, yeah, but like you said, he's just very, very passive and it's very unattractive, and I want Ryan Gosling's character to go up to him and to be like, What do you want? <laughs> what do you want?
0: I just had this uh I just had this moment where I was like, okay, so what are TV shows where like every character has a really stated want?" And the show that so immediately popped into my head was Grey's Anatomy. Mm -hmm. I think because I was specifically thinking about people who have romantic or sexual wants. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, there's like no show where that is like more on every character's sleeve. Totally. We know exactly who everyone wants to have sex with at any given point. (laughs) It's true. It's so true. And they're like saying it over and over to each other. (laughs) And that's why that show has been on the air for, like, 15 seasons. <laughs> so true. I think it's more than that. <laughs> it's like, that's why Ellen Pompeo is secretly, like, the richest person in TV. Not even secretly. She's just so much money. It's crazy. Good for her.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a bummer because, because now we know, to your point about the bear, I don't know if it's time to jump in yet, but now we know that a chef can make a... Um, the entire w- west fall in love with him <laughs> like we we they can lust over a chef and I like don't feel that with Gabrielle I think people were like thrilled when Alfie was introduced because Alfie like was assertive and knew what he wanted and unfortunately that yes. came with like a lot of like toxic masculinity as part of his character uh, characterization but it was a it was a breath of fresh air to be like yeah he wants to date Emily
0: cool we know we know that now yeah, so no, now that the bear is on the table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the bear, new show on Hulu about a restaurant, about an Italian beef spot in Chicago. I watched the first two episodes with you. You watched the rest of the series. I have <laughs> that not night? watched the rest of the series. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, it's quite good, I think. But at the same time, it caused me a lot of stress to watch mm-hmm. because it reminded me of some very stressful moments of my life. But it was also, like, as a lot of people have said, it's, like, probably the most accurate depiction of, like, a kitchen in a lot of ways. Like, in terms of just, like, watching the clock and, like, the rules and the hierarchies and all these things. And it's so funny to have this side-by-side where it's, like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, the, the Emily and Paris team really just was, like, oh, we're not going to engage in, like, any of the stakes or stress mm-hmm. or, like, Eroticism that comes with this job. Yeah, no. We're actually going to completely disengage and make it seem like the most boring. Like, he has so much leisure time. He's always he's around. He's pretty much never <laughs> stressed. Yeah, he's always around, like, n- not super, like. He's always just opening the cafe or closing it. <laughs> and he's always, like, pristinely clean yeah. in a way where, like, the, what the bear, part of, like, the sexiness of Jeremy on white and the bear is he's, like, always filthy. <laughs> Like he's always, you can practically smell him and it's like so hot.
1: (laughs) I have a question. Did you find it attractive too? Or are you just saying that like people are having a moment with it? Because sometimes I'll be like, yeah, we all agree. And you'll be like, I've actually evolved past this
0: unhealthy part of. (laughs) I think that, yeah, I think he's attractive in that show. I think it's really attractive. I'm like really, I'm I'm really thinking through the question. Well only in that. Because I think know he's really I've, attractive like- and I and I think he like nailed a type of guy and a type of attractiveness. That like is so that is like so on the line of turnoff that it like is like this perfect balance of repulsion and hotness. Something I appreciated, not to go
1: too deep into the bear, but something I appreciate about the way he's written though is that he doesn't remind me of the Entitled fucks who like pretend like they're grimy and gross. Yes. yes. And which I have no patience for, as you know. And it's like, I, lo- I, it's just funny because I'm like, oh, I feel like I know people who are trying to be him, but like the people mm-hmm. I know are like performing it. Yes. And there's something like so attractive and like almost healing about like getting to watch a guy who's like, it, who's written, to really be what he is he really is from a working class background yeah who's like studied and worked his ass off and like this is all he has and this is the best thing he this is the thing he's the only thing he's good at like the only thing he's been raised to be good at like it's all of those things versus like yeah whatever the like lanky tattooed Boys who went to like liberal arts colleges, and they were like, "Maybe I'll yeah. fuck around in the kitchen for a little while, and now I'll actually become yeah. like a famous TikToker about it." You know what I mean? And it's just like that. <laughs> I ha, that is grading to me in a way that he yeah. wasn't. Yeah, I think it's a crucial, a crucial distinction, which is, and it's refreshing to know that a show made in twenty twenty two was it doesn't fall into that trap just because so many do, of like of like um, yeah, being like a little more two dimensional with the way men like that are written, where I'm like, no, I have, like, a mm-hmm. lot of compassion and empathy for him. He's, like, very,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's, like, not really a snob. He does happen to know more than other people in the kitchen, but mm-hmm. he's not a snob about it and, like, is being mm-hmm. called out for being a snob, but I'm like, no, 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 but we know they're the real <laughs> snob. We know who the real snobs are, Yeah, you know? Yeah. But anyway, so does it leave you wanting, does, did, did the bear, in relation to Gabrielle, just, like, leave you
0: wanting Gabrielle to be
1: like nastier grittier like a different character it, or I you're mean, just it, kind of it doesn't
0: because like- that make that feels like that's just a different show than what emily and paris is but it did lead me to think about like something that we've talked about a lot which is like you know in terms of the darren star universe yeah television television universe like the total lack of sex appeal with Emily in Paris. Like, when I think about it, I'm like, is this show rated G? Like, it's so de-sexed <laughs> mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's interesting the way that people are sexualizing the bear so much. Where it's, like, such a sexy show to people. Um, And Emily in Paris, to me, is, like, so... Uh, oh, my God, I... I hate the word I'm about to say because I have so much word anxiety about it because I never say it out loud.
1: Okay, that's okay. I'll Is it
0: chaste or chaste? Chaste. Chaste. Yes, you got it. You got it right now.
1: You got it. Say it again. You card. can live that
0: in. <laughs> no. Chaste. Um, because they're so... Uh, it's so chaste. It's so chaste. You know the other word I used to have word anxiety about? Tell me. Awry. Because I'd only ever seen it spelled. Yeah. And then I knew... Or like I had seen it, I would read it and I would say Ari. It yes. went something went Ari. And then I would hear people say something went awry and I never realized they were the same word. It's probably a sign of intellect. My that my sister has that too because she
1: she was like she could read before she heard the word. Like she would read big words before she'd heard them. So you were reading beyond the comp like beyond your mm-hmm. um the people around you. The dumb little it's 7 things. It's like the old. Hermione
0: Oh yeah. Hermione yeah. moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oi. <laughs> I hated that. I hate that. I like Grid. When people would die, try to die on the hill of Hagrid. Grid. I hated it. <laughs> I'm all riled up now. What do you think? Do you think Gabriel's hot? Not really. Like, I don't, like, I think he's a, he's like good looking. It's like watching a model. It's like, yeah, It's it's like watching a model where I'm like, no, I would yeah. look at a still photo of you and be like, good job doing the thing. But, I don't mean to be rude about models. I think it's, really hard job. But I mean like that's that's what he's good at. He's good at like being static and looking pretty. Yeah. And conveying yeah. a lot through yeah. that. But mm-hmm. but in terms of the way he's like written, yeah, there's like not a lot for me to like hold on to.
0: Who do you think are the prettiest boys in Hollywood? The prettiest who, like
1: that? Like Lucas Bravo? Pretty? Who like
0: Yeah, but like I'm trying to think of like who has Gone the distance. Like I'm trying to think I'm like, are, is that a Heath Ledger thing? Because then I'm like, oh, but does Heath Ledger have this like edge yeah, in his look?
1: A, yeah, he does.
0: feel like Brad Pitt.
1: Maybe, but I feel been. like but I feel like I mean I felt I feel like with George Clooney too, where it was like they were two like mm-hmm. superstar pretty boys but but then took on roles where they like quote unquote, transformed. I don't often feel that way. I'm like, I can still tell it's George Clooney. Like, I don't feel like I, that transported. I, it's could, like, I could tell that was him. But like, you know, people are like, wow, Tom Hanks. And I'm like, it's always Tom Hanks. Is Tom Hanks being a Tom yeah, Hanks. I think I mean, he's well, great. Tom, Tom Hanks is, no, Tom Hanks is always Tom <laughs> But if you think about the roles he's done, he's done a crazy, he's done a wild range of roles. Yeah. Given yeah. you and I think that. Like, I don't think, he, he, he gets cast beyond type for sure. He plays a yeah. wide variety of types. And I think, like, same with Brad Pitt and George Clooney now after their careers. So I'm trying to think if, like, there's somebody who's, like, yeah, just, yeah, just, like, just pretty. Um, I feel
0: like Chris Evans. Yeah, but he's so funny.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I don't think Lucas Bravo has that star power. I mean, maybe, maybe he does. And also, I do think there's, I think it's, like, amazing all these French actors performing in English where I'm, like, yeah, but if you were performing in your, like, native tongue, like, how would, what what depth could you bring to a performance that just mm-hmm. like might be hard if you're
0: mm-hmm. doing it in English? You know. Do you remember when there was that one episode where there was like a really brief scene where they were speaking in French together, and how great it was?
1: It was so great. Yeah, it's a great great point. Yeah, with Camille and Gabrielle, it felt like a
0: yeah, and it, and like it was and that, that was attractive. That they don't do that more, and that was yeah. very
1: attractive. I thought I thought they were both like kind of steamy together with that. Yeah, so I think
0: I hope that they do that more. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was really good, and I'm like. I don't think that the viewership is too dumb to read subtitles. No, certainly not.
1: We're not. I'll read them. And we're the viewership. (laughs) We're the main audience.
0: (laughs) We are the main audience. The
1: number one Emily in Paris podcast. Okay, The highest
0: paid audience. (laughs) 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 That's right.
1: Yeah. So, no, I don't don't really think he's that attractive. But I did think that, remember, I, I did think that the sex scene between them at the end of season one was, like, the best acting she had. That, like, that I saw from Lily Collins, like, I remembered that feeling.
0: Mm-hmm. There was, like, a
1: lot there. So it might just be that there haven't been a lot of opportunities to see them, like,
0: mm-hmm. be really
1: steamy together. But, because I am attracted to, like, moral dilemmas, which they have been in. I just think I want to see him tussle yeah. with it more, and I would find it more attractive. Yeah. yeah. You know, if we were watching him, like, really resist her, that would probably be so attractive. It just felt like he was right. kind of eye-rolling you know, a lot of yes, seconds. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and that's not, I don't want to like, I don't want to watch like a hot man whine, but I will watch him pine or lust or resist. No whining, just pining. That's right. <laughs> fun. Pretty fun. Yeah. Well, I am I am excited about season three. Like if, if Emily is going to be like traveling a lot, it's like fun opportunities for Gabrielle to like meet her for a weekend and they have some like trist. Oh, that's a word I have anxiety around. Trist, trist. 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 There you go. Look at us creating a safe space to learn things. Yeah. Like that could be really fun. And it, or if mm-hmm. she's like dating both Alfie and Gabrielle, that could be fun. That's um fun. or if they're like new people in mm-hmm establish or watching gabrielle and camille be together you know i think they're so hot and so more french scenes together could be really steamy mm-hmm. i have hope i think gabrielle can be attractive and if we've learned anything from the chef it's that that one of the things that makes people really attractive is to watch them be good at something and maybe there'll be more opportunities to like see him like run the restaurant in a really good like maybe yeah. you know the, the writers of this show are definitely watching the bear as well and maybe they're like oh yeah it's yes. actually sexy to watch someone's long fingers chop tomatoes like that goes a long way <laughs>
0: what i can't wait you've never come to that it's true (laughs) it's true it's true true. i haven't listened to that one episode of dipsy yeah
1: oh right we're pro dipsy now
0: this is brought to (laughs) go
1: well thanks for chatting about gabrielle with me
0: yeah thanks for chatting about gabrielle with me ciao ciao you've been listening to nina hannah and emily in paris if you enjoyed today's episode let us know with an apple review we're trying this new format and we want to hear your take Even if you've already left us a review, leave us another one with
1: your thoughts on this out-of-office episode. We have a review from uh, Lore Par Party of One. I don't think we've read this yet. It's from April 3rd, though, so apologies if we have. I don't think we have. Anyway, the title is Never Seen the Show, Love, dot, 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 dot. Five stars. I have never in my life seen this show, but I have always felt culturally that I'm missing out by not watching this. And I have now decided that I will never watch this, but I, however, will listen to this hilarious podcast every time I get the urge to watch it. That's great. I love it. It's like using us to like not fall off the wagon of not watching the show.
0: I love that too. (laughs) We will be back in
1: two weeks with an Are We in Paris episode. Until then, be sure to subscribe or follow the show so you're notified when new episodes are released. Thank you so much for listening. Ciao. Ciao,
0: belle.